How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops. Getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Harrison Butker will trot out onto the field. And wouldn't this be interesting on the same field where he was injured week one and had to go on the IR for a month, he has a chance to be back on the same field and try a field goal that could possibly win the Super Bowl for the Chiefs. Winchester, the veteran who's played in more postseason games than any other Chief, tied with Travis Kelsey. Townsend will hold it. 11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35, 35, tie. The kick is good! 27-yard field goal to take the lead with eight seconds remaining in Super Bowl 57, 38, 35. Hurts takes the snap. The Chiefs only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown! It's incomplete! It's incomplete! Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs Kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons, the Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. Ladies and gentlemen, the USFL starts this weekend. Yeah. Those commercials were so funny. Woo! Terrible. I'm hoping for an alien invasion now. I hope all these balloons are aliens. I can't I can't even pretend to care about the USFL. Take us out. There's I saw the uh I get to the Super Bowl here in a second, but I saw the the White House had their press briefing today, and they said there is no sign of alien invasion. And I texted my friend Barry. I said, I've seen this movie before, and this ends with me living the next 50 years in a fish tank with somebody <laughs> dropping food <laughs> on my head twice a day. <laughs> Maybe they could bring a new football league with them. Anyway, today we will cover the game and the commercials, the musical performances. You heard Rihanna there to start the show, uh, the broadcast, everything Super Bowl will be covered. Um, I do want to get one thing off my mind. I happen to love Travis Kelsey, but this dude kept yelling about how not a single Nant one of y'all picked us to go all the way. He kept saying it every interview that he did. And I know he was on the pivot. He's I, I like him a lot. Yeah. And he's always doing You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party, which is a Beastie Boys song. Like I like him a lot. Bro, throttle that part back. The Nant person thought you were going to go all the way. Everyone thought you were going all the way except a few scattered people here and there, like Crowder, by the way. Crowder being <laughs> yeah. one of them. I took that as, remember Michael Jordan used to find a reason to hate people? 
I think I think the Kansas City Chiefs right now are just finding reasons to think they're the underdog. Well, LeBron did that a couple seasons ago, yes. right? Wasn't it for yeah. what was it? The doubters? Like this is to shut the doubters up? Something like I, I can't remember what it was, but like yeah, just Travis, throw throw all that back. I, I'm a, I'm I'm a big fan. Throttle that back a little bit. You know what it um, is? It's eight people from Philly on his on his Twitter thread. Right, right. Yeah. But hey, if you want to say all you people who pick Philadelphia, you know, F you, okay. Nant person picked us to go anywhere. Like, huh? What what? What are we talking about? Obviously, he was trying to shorten the sentence because he used Nant. So he, <laughs> he did he, use Nant. Small words. He wanted he wanted a small sentence there. Did use. It'd been funny if he did me not use lot words. <laughs> we win championship. Um, so everyone is talking about the holding penalty at the end. My opinion. I don't think it changed the outcome of the game. I don't think it was an egregiously bad call, but. I don't think it should have been called in that moment. And I was watching Dan Orlovsky this morning. He was on Get Up and he was on First Take. His point was there was not a single holding penalty called in the entire game. And so he's like, so that's the one that you're going to call? He's like, if you think that kind of hold didn't happen all game long, you're crazy. So either you're calling it or you're not. And to call it in that situation, he thought was wrong. You played football, so I defer to you. What do you think of the holding at the end? I agree with the, you called the entire game the same. And for you not to have ticky-tack fouls in the first, second, or third, and for that one to come, I agree 100% with that, Hawk. And to be honest, that wasn't a bad hold because I look at holds as if you really adjust the route of the receiver. If the receiver stumbles or turns or twists around, you 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 redirected his path. The guy didn't redirect anything. Actually, the holding call, he was out of a break, so he couldn't redirect it because they were both standing still for a half a second to redirect. I think it was a terrible call, and I do believe you do not call that call. He would have had to rip the receiver's jersey off of his whole body to call the call in this situation. Yeah, I agree. And he didn't even come up complaining. That was another part that Dan Orlovsky was pointing out. He didn't, you know, you, you've seen receivers get held before and they're looking around for a flag and they're screaming. He wasn't even doing any of that. Um, now, would it change the outcome of the game? I don't know. So Kansas City would make that field goal. Yeah. But what it did rob us and rob Jalen Hurts of was a minute to put together a drive to score a field goal to tie the game to send it to overtime. And Jalen Hurts was balling out. Like, first half a little bit different than the second half for Philadelphia. I mean, it was a tale of two games uh, for me. But it did rob us and Jalen Hurts of that opportunity to have a minute to get, you know, into field goal range, which would have been super exciting. Well, I think I I disagree with you on that because that – the, the the situation you just brought up, that is changing the game. Like, that three points would have been three points. But that time it got off the clock, that was huge. And we talked about it all last week. This game's going to be single digits either way. There's going to be a last drive to win it or lose it. And that should have been the Eagles' last drive. Kansas City's Chiefs to stop them to win the game or send it to overtime. Or, hell, the Eagles could have scored one. I think that did affect the game direly. 
What about you, Solana? You watched it. What did you think? I agree with Dan Orlovsky. Don't call that if you haven't been consistent with it the entire game. I think it changed the outcome of the game. I'm with Crowder. I agree. It, would it have put Jalen Hurts in a situation where he has to drive the field to go win it? That's what everybody wants to see. You don't make that call in the first three and a half quarters and then you call it on third down. Had it been first down, fine, right? Like it, it, It's not that big of a difference. Now it's first and goal. On third down, after the Eagles use up their timeouts, they get the stop. You call that in that situation? There's certain times in sports where a penalty in soccer isn't a penalty in the World Cup final, even though it probably would have been a penalty during the regular season. There's fouls in the NBA. In the NBA Finals, Game 7, probably not a foul. You let them play through it. That situation to me, you don't throw that flag. That official shouldn't ref in the Super Bowl again. That's how passionate I feel about it. Don't let him and, rep in the Super Bowl again. And Zalana, it was a great movie that the, that the writers, they whiffed on the end. It was a great movie. Yes. I don't want to watch the Super Bowl end in a quarterback getting the ball and kneeling five yards deep in the, in the backfield. That was just terrible ending to a great movie. I can't, I, I was upset by it. I'm not going to. Let me, it's funny that you say that. Let me read you something that I saw earlier today. Yahoo Sports. I just like the, the beginning of it. Uh, Jay Busby writes for Yahoo Sports. Imagine visiting a five-star restaurant, enjoying the diverse, mouth-watering brilliance of every course, and then getting served somebody else's pre-chewed scraps for dessert. That's what we got last night in the Super Bowl, a game that was setting up to be an all-time classic until it effectively ended on one of the most bogus penalties ever thrown in a championship game. And he goes on and on. I get it. Like, I get it. I felt the same way. There was, the, like, you, you knew that this huge payoff was coming at the end, which was, they're going to hold them here, and now Philadelphia is going to have a chance. Jalen Hurts is going to have a chance to do something miraculous or just tie the game. Um, and we got robbed of that. So it was, it was like this great movie, and Andy Reid did his second-half adjustments. And it was like, I mean, it really played out to script, and then the end just got mangled. And I, 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 do, I do agree with what Dan Orlovsky said, which is if you're not going to call that all game long, what on earth would possess you to call it in that? And I see the jersey tug. It's so very slight. But like you say... You're not turning the receiver. You turn the receiver, no one's yeah. going to complain about that. And, and I go back to, to something else. I forget what other penalty it was. But no one would have been outraged if that penalty wasn't called. No, right? not at all. That's how you can gauge whether a penalty is egregiously obvious or if it's just a ticky-tack foul. I don't think there's a single person who's going crazy that that wouldn't have been called had it not been called. So was what AFC, it was. The AFC Championship game when you That's have what it those, was. Yep. those uh, Monday after and everybody was showing the holding by the tackles on the game-winning drive, nobody was writing reports about it. Nobody was writing op-eds about the holding calls because they weren't that serious. It's the exact same situation, Hawk. You hit it on the head. The tackle grabbed the end. He threw the football. It looked good. Oh, Juju's jersey pulled a little bit. Stop stop complaining. This is football. Right. Exactly, Hawk. There's, th you don't call it like that if you haven't called it like that from the opening kick. Why wouldn't we let Jalen Hurts get the, the, the shine he needed? The question, Patrick Mahomes is the best ever through, for the history of time. He's the new age of Tom Brady. 
and this little young running quarterback that got benched in college has a minute with one timeout left to go tire win the Super Bowl. That's the that's the moment you won in sports. That's the moment Jalen Hurts become that dude. You stole a whole a whole storyline, a whole career changing moment from the Philadelphia Eagles and honestly the NFL because Jalen Hurts is going to start a quarterback for a long time in this league. That was terrible. Yeah, it would have been pretty badass to watch that. Come Anywho. On. On today's show, we will talk about the Super Bowl and the halftime show, the broadcast, the food, how we watched it, all that hoo-ha. Ruthie Polinsky from NBC6 is going to join us. I told her, be ready. I'm going from football to commercials to Rihanna to, I mean, we're just we're just checking off every box on the list. Um, so we have a lot to get to today because there was a lot to... Uh, a lot to unpack from yesterday. So we'll begin today's show with headlines and Alejandro Solana. They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. Mahomes was named Super Bowl MVP. First time since 1999, I believe, that the outright NFL MVP winner wins the Super Bowl championship and the Super Bowl MVP as well. No argument there. You I wish I had somebody it. to yeah, I wish I had somebody to argue with it. But no, Travis didn't go crazy. The running backs didn't go off. Patrick won that game. It seemed like it in the first quarter though, that that the the Kelsey, Kelsey. MVP yep. would have been a winning ticket. Catches that touchdown pass, and I'm like, oh, plus eight hundred. This guy's gonna be corralling him in from everywhere. We'll get to our prop bets later on in today's show. I will tell you exactly how we did how Rob Pizzola did, how Lee Sterling did, tell you all our wagering exploits from yesterday. And that first quarter, that first touchdown affected that game more than numbers and stats can show. Because after that first quarter, you talk about Solana, the Philadelphia Eagles put six guys on Travis Kelsey. <laughs> That's why other guys, like guys you never heard of, were getting off because they said Ronnie Lott Travis. was on Travis Kelsey <laughs> at one point last night. He pulled out the old leather cleats and got out there. I'm telling you, <laughs> Travis attracted so much attention that everybody else was wide the hell open. The other uh, big storyline I'm sure we'll get to was the field. The field yesterday, everybody mm -hmm. was slipping mm -hmm. all over the place, and then. Everybody saw that report, which was pretty cool, that the NFL spent two years growing the field at a sod farm in Phoenix. It was installed. They're moving it in, out of the stadium daily to get it the proper sunlight it needs to grow and fertilize properly. And then it was basically like playing at FLA Live Arena watching a hockey game on an ice <laughs> rink. <laughs> they learned their lesson, which is release that story after the game. Like, if everything goes well and the turf holds up, then you release the story about how much work the uh, the pitch took. Don't, don't release it before the game. You're just asking for problems. Proven entities. You have a full season on certain grass, but the biggest game – we're going to have two-year-old grass grown in Istanbul shipped over? It was a, that was a dumb decision. It's what I, uh, I always say. These, uh, these women, they get married. They're so pretty. And then the day of their wedding, they cake on all this makeup. They put their hair in a way that it's never been worn before. I, I, I always go, what's going on here? Let's, let's use what got you to the dance. What are we doing here? You're getting all cutesy on the getting all cutesy on the turf. We we've seen you. We know what we like. I think a team played there the entire season and wasn't sliding around yeah. on the ice. I, that was that was silly. Uh, I'll quickly recap this weekend in sports. The Heat beat the Rockets by a point or by two points by a bucket. 
one of the most exciting finishes of the year on Friday. The next day in Orlando, they're down nine points with two minutes and 17 seconds left. They go on an 11-2 run. They tie it. They go to overtime. They beat the Magic. Three game-winning streak. They play the Nuggets tonight, 7.30 p.m. Yeah, it could have been a very, very different field today for the Miami Heat had they lost to Houston and Orlando, which they legitimately had a chance to lose to both of those teams. Today would have felt like sports was over. Not just football's over, but sports is over. But uh, Heat were able to pull both those out. Kane Houston game. Solana hit us with a stat. The Heat haven't won a double-digit game all season. Oh, this is the time. No, that was a hell of a bet, man. We should have took that one. 12, it was like uh, 12 and a half. Heat plus, or uh, Rockets plus 12 or 12 and a half. Vegas, Vegas is giving the Heat 12 points. Put your mortgage on it. I'm telling yeah. you. Well, we, le- we learned that. We learned that on Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Canes hoops. They went from number 19 to number 15. They beat Louisville 93 to 85 that? on Saturday. Number 15 in the nation. Let's go, Gojel. Yeah. Tough test tonight at UNC, 7 p.m. Yep. The Panthers, tough loss, 5-3 to three to Colorado Saturday. They were down. They tie it. Then they're down 4-3. to three. They have a power play with like three minutes and change left. They almost score several times. They go empty netter. Colorado finishes them off. Uh, but still a nice stretch for the Panthers over those four games, one prior to the All-Star break and then the three games after. They'll play the Minnesota Wild on the road tonight, 8 p.m. in Crowder's favorite ski resort destination. (laughs) (laughs) Minnesota, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Minnesota uh, next month. Panthers begin a four-game road trip tonight. And uh, the other big story locally, we found out what Appel was teasing uh, in his last appearance last week. The Marlins announced at FanFest they're bringing back the teal uniforms. They're calling it Flashback Fridays. Every Friday home game, they'll celebrate 30 years of Marlins baseball. Alumni will be joining those games at Lone Depot Park. Bringing back the teal. Yeah, the teal's badass. I like that. You know, I love nostalgia, so I love that. The flashback Fridays, that's cool. Marlins traded J.J. Blade as well over the weekend. You remember, he was the number four overall pick. Remember when he got called up last year? I think you and I were at the game, Solana, when he had his first at bat. All I remember is us going to five or six games and watching the Marlins score zero runs. <laughs> it was one run over like four <laughs> games that we were at. Yeah. But yeah, J.J. Bladé got uh, got traded over the weekend as well. Your weather, it's sponsored by Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Call them 866-954-MORE. Their website, youraccidentattorneys.com. It was a little chilly this morning in South Florida. Right now, it's around 75 degrees. Tonight, the lows will drop into the upper 50s. That's your weather. All right, we are going to talk all things Super Bowl with Ruthie Polinski from NBC6 in the next segment. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Butt punt! Hawk and Crowder. All right, Ruthie. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ruthie Polinski is on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. Ruthie Polinski, sports anchor at NBC6 here in Miami. And we're going to go over the entire checklist from last night i want to cover every single topic with her in 10 or 15 minutes so this is going to be this is going to be tough but let's do it let's start with the holding penalty at the end of the game by james bradbury ruthie are you outraged by that holding call or hey it was a hold you got to call it I wouldn't say I'm outraged. I would say it was really disappointing because we were going overtime and we were going to get more of that game maybe. And um, I think what's really frustrating about it, and I've been listening to, you know, everyone talk about it today. And the fact that two days ago, Roger Goodell says officiating's never been better. I mean, that's just a crazy juxtaposition for me for the Super Bowl to come down to something like that when the commissioner of the league, you know, came out two days earlier and was like, everything's dandy. Um, so I guess more for me, it was just disappointing than outrageous, um, especially considering, you know, there were a couple calls earlier in the game that maybe should have been called that weren't called. And the players are going to play the game the way that the game is being officiated. So it, it's frustrating that in those final moments, it comes down to something like that. Um, and it just felt like the ending was so anticlimactic because, um, it came down to that. So I guess I would say I'm not, I'm not outraged, but very disappointed. Yeah, Ruthie, we were talking about it earlier. It was a great movie with a terribly written ending because who wants to see a damn yeah. dude kneel the, kneel the ball down to win the Super Bowl? But other than that, because that, you know, that was the negative part, did anything else right. in the game surprise you? Because I thought it was going to be lower scoring, I won't lie. Did anything else surprise you how that game played out? Yeah, I couldn't believe that the Eagles couldn't, get to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the defense. Um, I was really impressed by the way Mahomes was protected, and I think everything that Mahomes did last night just kind of adds to his accolades and all the respect that he gets just to kind of play through what he's playing through. And um, But the fact that the Eagles' defense couldn't do more really surprised me uh, up against a banged-up Patrick Mahomes. So um, – it was really. I would say I was. It was definitely higher scoring than I than I had predicted for sure, um, and that was probably the most surprising thing. And then, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't watch much. You know, I, it's hard when we're covering the Dolphins so closely. You know, you don't get to watch every game start to finish and watch one quarterback start to finish every week. And so just to kind of see Jalen Hurts and like his composure and that on that stage and in that moment, you know, to have the turnover and then to come right back and. Was was really impressive and um, just really that was just kind of something for me where I was having moments watching Jalen Hurts being like this guy's unbelievable. Um, so I, I would say you know we were we were expected we expected to see a lot of the magic from Patrick Mahomes, but um, to see a lot of the magic from Jalen Hurts was pretty cool too. What uh, what does last night do for Andy Reid's legacy and for Patrick Mahomes' legacy? Mahomes, I mean, two Super Bowls in four years. I mean, that's, you know, that we're talking, you know, dynasty in the making, if not already existing here. Um, you know, two Super Bowls for, for Patrick Mahomes. And it's not as though, 
we already didn't know he was a special player, but now there's just no doubt. Um, and it's just it's it's cool to just see when you're watching someone in every week and you're saying, wow, this is a generational player. This is someone who's so special, so fun to watch. But then to actually go on and win the whole thing is so hard to do. Um, and for that duo to do it together the way that they have and kind of their um, chemistry and the way that they complement each other, I think is just really special. And um, it's, we're watching a lot of, we're watching history right now. It feels, you know, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady-esque. Um, and I think that's probably, you know, the legacy. What's scary about it probably for Dolphins fans and for anyone in the AFC is these guys, you know, it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. So um, I would say, you know, it's just the beginning for them too. And, and that's probably the scariest part of it. And Ruthie, does Andy, uh, to your point, like I think now people are respecting him. I've loved Andy Reid for years playing against him and just seeing how he structures an offense. Yeah. But even back when like Brian Dawkins and, and and McNabb were in Philly and they were going to back-to-back-to-back-to-back NFC Championship games and Super Bowls and things, I don't think Andy ever got his due respect. Do you think now Andy's getting the, the respect he deserves even from 20 years but, ago in Philly? Yes. Yes, I, I, I really do. I think it's it's a new level of respect, to your point, Crowder. I think just kind of what they've done is so hard to do and there's so much you know respect being put on the – two of them um, and the way that they are able to, like I said, complement each other. It does feel like there's a new level, like he's reaching that, you know, we're looking at the numbers and can he catch Bill Belichick? And, you know, there, there are all these things we're saying and we're putting them kind of closer and closer together of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, and, and that conversation does feel newer um, to your point. Ruthie Polinsky from NBC6 is with us. All right, commercials or Rihanna? Which where uh, which uh, which place do you want to go first? Okay, well well let me just be totally honest with you guys because I was working while watching the game obviously and we're working on our Sunday night show and we're producing multiple ske- segments not just the Super Bowl. So, I'm multitasking, right? So, I prioritize watching the game and watching Rihanna and then during the commercials I'm working. So, okay. <laughs> on other stuff. So no, I, would say I, I'm, I I'm not going to be your I'm not going to be your best commercial critic at this at this hour. I haven't really I gone back. I appreciate the like, honesty. No, I I, <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. So there's not a single commercial that jumps out at you as memorable on Monday because you didn't see any. So my mom sent me a few that I have yet to watch. Something about a dog. I saw a dog commercial that made people cry. Where they bring in the <laughs> where they bring the foster yeah. dog. That, that was Amazon. Amazon. It was Amazon, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep, that was Amazon. That was a good big, one. I'm a big commercial crier, guys. Like, I cry at commercials more than I cry at most things. And, uh, you know, every year the Budweiser commercial gets me with the with the Clyde sale and the Golden Retriever. And those those always get me. So the dogs always kind of pull at my heartstrings. Um, but that was the one that stands out to me as the one that I remember watching. And then my mom sent it to me again, and I and I saw it. Yeah, that one that one's going to make you tear up. I think you and I had this conversation once because my wife cries. When I say cries, not tear, cries yeah. like a family member has passed on during those Publix holiday commercials. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, oh. those get me. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Yeah, They're so weeping. well done. Yeah. My, my yeah. wife. And I'm Crowder, I am not lying weeping on the couch, weeping on the couch. I'm like, they're trying oh, yeah. to sell you sliced turkey. You're, you're oh, my God. Trying, trying to sell you turkey. 
do, yeah. do they know these are actors? Ruth, do y'all know these are actors? This isn't they get lost. They get lost in it. it. It's the concept. I mean, the one there was one this year. Hawk, it was the the daughter FaceTimes her mom to make the recipe, and she's asking Ruthie, all these questions. I'm about, gonna start to cry if you describe this commercial right now because that so one hit me. That one hit me. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. We gotta get, <laughs> see if we can get Crowder to cry. Nah, uh, he's he he only cries <laughs> when he's getting a talent feed by the Tamron Hall show. Trust me, <laughs> this guy doesn't this guy doesn't cry unless there's some ulterior <laughs> motives in the in the. Checks <laughs> make me cry, Ruthie. Ruthie, shoot me a hundred. Yeah. I'll cry for you all day. Okay, love it, love it. <laughs> okay, so let's talk Rihanna then. What did you think of the halftime okay. show, Ruthie? Guys, and I don't. I'm not a band. I'm very very critical you guys know this i have a background in musical theater performance dance i'm my family is super musical i have a sister at juilliard my dad's my dad's a former violent like i am a musical person and i'm very critical of these performances every year and i will give the context of i've been to two super bowls i've covered two super bowls and i don't like I'd those shows are made for TV. Like those show, like the Super Bowl shows are the the audio is terrible in the stadiums, and the spectacle isn't as cool as as it is on TV because it's so far away. So you don't even really get to see kind of what the choreography is and all those things. I thought Rihanna's performance last night was top three of my lifetime. What I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic i thought she did everything that was authentically her and what she did it was all about her and she didn't have to do anything crazy she played the bangers she was she didn't need a crazy costume change it was her songs it was all about her and she was completely herself and i loved it i loved the simplicity of it and i think like when you are someone of her caliber who has kind of this mystique around her, especially right now, you can, you you could try and overdo it a little bit. And I just thought everything about it was so fantastic and so her, and maybe I'm, and, and like, I like Rihanna. I'm not like obsessed with Rihanna. She's not like one of my favorite artists, but like, I just thought everything about the performance was so fantastic. So fantastic. I'm very, very pleased. Ruthie, she didn't move. She could have done that in a wheelchair. <laughs> She's pregnant. But Ruthie, I, I've, I've, I, on social media, I've seen a pregnant lady power lift. I saw a pregnant lady run a half marathon. She <laughs> sat on a box. She, she's pregnant and suspended in the air. I mean, she is. She was awesome. And I'm sorry, but she was dancing. Everyone who's saying she didn't move, like she was dancing. She was doing the choreography. And I think she could have stood there the whole time, and she sounded great. Um, I thought it was awesome. She didn't. She didn't need to do much. That's my point. Well, she didn't. So that's a good thing. Here, like I thought it was you fine. I thought it was. I, it, so at I, at the beginning, I thought it was boring. Then I, I then I kind of started to understand the vibe a little bit more, which was there's okay. gonna be no special guests. There's going to be no costume changes. There's, you know, like it's 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 as minimal as a Super Bowl halftime show with floating stages can be and fireworks. Like I I I understand the absurdity of what I'm saying, but for me, I like in a Super Bowl halftime show the special guests who come out. 
I like when there's a whole bunch of effects. I like when there's screaming fans around the stage, and they didn't even have that. So for me, it kind of just felt a little bit muted. Uh, um, and then, and then I thought, well, maybe we'll actually give birth at the end. Maybe that is gonna. Maybe there is gonna be a huge <laughs> surprise here at the end of the performance, and then then it would be top three. I still don't think it would eclipse Prince, but I, I do think it would be top three at that point if she actually gave birth on that stage, but she didn't. So top okay, let three me, of let all me time, you, Ruthie. Let me tell you, my my future brother-in-law is a stand-up comedian. His name's Jared Freed. He's phenomenal. Everyone, check him out. He tweeted, "I'm waiting for the football to pop and it be the gender reveal." Or something about, like, imagine if the football burst at the end of the show and it was, like, pink, you know, like, for the gender reveal. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Listen, I think there was so much, because she's kind of been in hiding, quote-unquote, you felt like there was this mistake around her like it was very mysterious of what was going to happen and just her personality is so chill like that's her stick like she didn't try and do what everyone else does at the Super Bowl like she did her and I respect that like the Super Bowl asked Rihanna to come perform and guess what like she's going to be herself and I just have so much respect for that um and I just thought it was it was very very I thought it was it was cool. And you know what I kind of like and maybe I haven't done enough reading and follow up today, but there was no, you know, political. There's nothing political about it. There's no debate. There's no like people are no one's mad about it. It was just art to me. And I and I just kind of I don't know. I I I just liked that about it. Yeah, it was it was very artsy, and I would say the engineers are the real MVP of that halftime show. Totally, those them stages going up and down and all were amazing. <laughs> so, it's amazing so in your mind. In your mind, which is it's not we can't downplay this moment, but last night's Super Bowl presentation, the worst part of it was the last oh. minute and a half of the actual game. Oh yeah. And they that's hit on that question. Like that's not what you that, that's not what you want to be if you're the NFL. You don't want the worst part of the entire night to be the actual end of the game. The the presentation. You guys are talking about the this trophy ceremony. No, no, the holding call at the end of the game. Crowder oh, saying like the oh. commercials were there. You think the halftime show was top three of all time. The game was really good. And then the end of the game, the yeah. very moment that is supposed to be kind of the yeah. the the pinnacle of the entire night was the biggest letdown. Yeah, you know, it was. And it was that's why that's why I think it was so disappointing because the game was so unbelievable up until that point. And I was like, we're gonna get overtime. You know, I'm thinking in my head, like, we might get, you know, something we might get more of this game. Um, you know, who knows what could have happened, but at least we were looking for something um not that. Uh, and it, and for it to come down to officiating, and there's been so much criticism about the way that the league is officiated. And like I said, the Roger Goodell comment made me mad. So, I, so I just think all of it combined, it was just it was so, you know, for lack of a better term, like deflating. You know, for it to be like, oh, really, we're gonna do this? Um, so yeah, definitely disappointing. And I think uh, there are gonna be questions. Like Roger's gonna get asked about that again. So um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they respond. Solana, what did you think of Rihanna? I I kind of was leaning more towards you guys where it was just okay, but Ruthie sold me on simplicity and she kind of sold me on 
She just played her bangers. She went up there. She showed everybody. I'm not going to bring in the special effects. I'm not going to make it, you know, some over-the-top artsy show to prove that I belong here. She went out there. She played all her hits, which I love. Like, I'm a, I'm a big Rihanna fan. And it, it was – I don't think it's top three. Ruthie, I, I can't go with you that far. <laughs> but but I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. And, yeah. and I, I agree with you where it was just simple. Pass me a mic. Yeah. I'm going to play my bangers. I'm up here but pregnant. Why, like, why, 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 why choose the Super Bowl halftime show to be simple? Like, like that. Like Michael Jackson did a Super Bowl halftime show. Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake. I mean, I can go on and on and on, right? Prince. Like, nobody does simple because it's the Super Bowl halftime show. So, like, to go the opposite direction, go. Oh, well, we're gonna keep it super simple. That shows you how great oh. I am. Eh, makes me feel like you didn't care. Huck, there's there's a difference between being simple and being boring like there's a di- like, for me rihanna was rihanna on the stage and if i were to go see a rihanna concert like that's what i would expect and that's what i would want to see and she was like that's what i'm gonna do and i just respect that I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for her to go up there and say this is me and you guys like my song so i'm gonna play them for you and i'm gonna play them well yeah, i mean happened? Having the nine, the ninety James Bond henchmen dancing around and pumping their little hips in the air didn't do it for me either. I, I thought those were marshmallows. What were those? They were the the, the snow level on James Bond video game. Those are the guys oh, you have to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he might be right. Yeah, I mean, it, like it's so it's like the way that you're describing it, Solana and and Ruthie. It's almost like, well, hey, uh, we're gonna bring out a cassette player. We're going to play her music over a loudspeaker because she's got bangers, so we'll just all listen to them together. You don't need to see no. anything. You've seen enough. You've watched enough Super Bowls. You've seen enough. I The way that Rihanna looked at me through the camera made me feel things <laughs> that I've never felt for a like, woman before. Right. And, it, and was, I, it was like. And I, and I respected it. I loved every second of it. I really did. I, I did keep asking myself, okay, is Drake going to come out? Like, is someone going to pop out of here like that? You know, that would be insane. But she was just like, no, nope, just me. It's going to be me. You wanted me. Here's me. And I just like, I have so much respect for that. There were a couple opportunities. Like she played a Kanye song and I feel like everybody oh, had the same listen, thing listen. where they're like, that no, old, that old stadium would have emptied out if Kanye <laughs> yeah, came out there. I would have turned on the no puppy bowl. And when, yeah, when she started, big no. there was two, two Kanye songs. She starts playing all the lights. I said, no, I feel like everybody in the world did the same thing. We're like, no way. Right, like, please, there's no. No, there's <laughs> please no, there's no way. Please no. But then <laughs> please no. There, there were opportunities. Like she played a, a song with Jay-Z that's super popular, Run This Town. She could have brought out Drake because, yeah. like, half her songs are with Drake. Um, but every time that she had that opportunity to bring somebody else out, she didn't. By the way, maybe she had other choreography planned because she's been the Super Bowl halftime performer now. It was announced a couple months ago. And then she got pregnant, and she just had to go away with all of it. Like, I feel like that's being lost in this, too, where she couldn't do right. the show she wanted to do because she's not capable of doing it because she's pregnant. So she said, well, I'm not going to – you know, give it to somebody else. I'll still do the show and I'll do it my way, which I respect, by the way, because Ruthie, I'm a musician yeah. too. I'm I'm somebody who appreciates the the arts of uh, the art of the music. School as band, well. right? Weren't you in the school? Weren't you in the school band? Well, don't downplay it. I was jazz band in eighth grade, so. Oh, jazz! Love band. it. That's better.
I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the thing, the thing that got me is again, I like the fact that it's over the top. I like the fact that the Super Bowl halftime shows are, are over the top. And, and the part that I kind of find to be the cutesy look at me, Louie thing is if Solana, like she knew before she went on stage yesterday that she was pregnant. Now, she may not have known when she agreed to do the Super Bowl, but she knew before that. She could have obviously released a statement, Rihanna is pregnant, by the way, so please understand she's, you know, four months, five months along, whatever it is. Even that's a real cutesy, coy thing. I'm going to hold my belly, but I'm not really going to announce till afterwards when there's a whole bunch of internet conjecture, like... Eh, all right. Eh, okay. You got us. You got us, Rihanna. Uh, we, we, we I got thought us. it was – that was part of the surprise. That was her special guest, and I liked it. Yeah. Well, if I the baby how many babies Rihanna has. <laughs> right. I mean, like, what – I don't care how many babies she gives birth to. She's got bangers, one though. Special She's guest. got bangers, though. Give me though. one special – give me she one played... special guest. I can't get a special guest. It's the – Bleeping Super Bowl. How many people can do that? <laughs> back to 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 back bangers. All of them. Every single one. So Club oh, my God. There's probably 3,000 artists right now that could do that. Doubtful. And most of them would move a little bit more than her. You know your answer, Solana? Everybody else that did a halftime show in the Super Bowl. It's <laughs> pretty much it. Good point. And everyone else. <laughs> everyone else. All right. There you go. Ruthie Polinsky from NBC6. I think we have learned a lot this afternoon. We appreciate it. Thank you, Ruthie. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. There you go. Ruthie Polinsky. It's a Super Bowl Monday. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more Hawkman and Crowder. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. February. Hawk and Crowder. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.